I have the actor Rohan Gurbakshani with me who's creating waves in the West back home in India because of COVID-19. What's up? Uh, they always say the Bangalore weather is lovely, but I imagine over the years it's getting sunnier and sunnier. How, how is it in Bangalore? You know what? Today, it's surprisingly a little cooler than usual. So I'm not really sure. I'm always surprised with this weather because uh, some days it's like really warm and I'm wondering if Bangalore is getting too warm now or, you know, or is it getting uh, chillier than normal? So, you know what? I think it's, it's definitely the place in India to be in terms of weather. Yeah. Now, I just saw trailers to both Chick Fight as well as <clears throat> Knuckle Dust, two action thrillers uh, which you're part of in Hollywood or the Los Angeles film industry. And I noticed both of them are about underground fight clubs. Is that pure coincidence or does one thing just lead into another? No, I think it was definitely a coincidence. Yeah, I didn't even think of it when I was doing it. Like I had shot Knuckle Dust uh, before Chick Fight and I'd done some stuff in between Chick Fight and Knuckle Dust but then somehow another fight action movie came my way and um, yeah it's been it was a good experience definitely starting off two movies with uh, kind of these big action movies you know these are interesting times because of diversity and inclusion there was a standing joke in hollywood saying you know there was a time when you always had to have the african-american guy in a sidekick's role you know in a character part mm-hmm. now there are more and more black people in principal parts i mean black panther in that aspect was epic because you know you now have a superhero a colored superhero and also you know uh, actors of indian origin hispanic actors chinese actors they're all making up those this wonderful diaspora is that one of the reasons you just decided to concentrate on the film business and you know the series business in la as opposed to coming back to india you know doing a body of work you know like the ali fuzzles or the priyanka chopras of this world and then going in and trying you know getting an agent in hollywood i think uh, you know a lot of times in careers like acting or anything in the arts where it's such an unpredictable profession you kind of happen to go with the flow when things happen organically so i went to new york for college and i was there for four years and a lot happens in four years not only it was a big thing for me to learn this art form but also kind of build a network and see how i can leverage that network and not just run away from it come back to india and hope to go back there at some point later in my career so i think um, not only was i fortunate to be able to work there i happened to get an agent in my last year and then i thought okay you know let me just uh, stay here in New York and uh, audition and start the whole audition grind and uh, I think with the change in industry yes that also was a big part of it you know like um, there's always been the Riz Ahmed the Nipriyanka Chopra and now the Hasan Minhaj and the Kumail and Jani so I think there is this optimistic view I have of being able to continually hope that change is happening and more and more of the breaking out of stereotypical characters are happening it is slow but I'm optimistic that I can continue to be there and also now I'm back in India so I'm working here as well but since I started my career there I am going to continue to figure out ways of creating more opportunities for my fellow you know actors coming from here and uh, create more opportunities for them and um, it's so far I haven't come across the stereotypical I don't have to play the typical Indian accent character or the doctor or the engineer or any of those things so that way I haven't come across any of those uh, situations but you know it's still changing it's a slow change I think these few movies being the only Indian in the entire cast it's a good feeling and I hope uh, 
you know, it stays like that and becomes bigger and bigger. You said you're, you're back here and you're also doing some work here. Would that be an original series or is that a movie? So what I is it that you've signed and what, you, what is it you're filming? Right. I, I've never worked in India before because I just left when I was 18 and I just was in New York the whole time. So now I'm not only starting to audition and get my name out here and, you know, of course, this is the home turf. I strive to work in both territories, but I understand that at the end of the day, you have to spend certain amount of time in one place and then continue to wherever you want to go so right now there are some things that works of course i feel like it's not easy to live in two places uh, especially in terms of the the world that you're in the english film industry versus the hindi film industry so the storytelling yes it's a little different here i do have to adjust myself in terms of the hindi and and just the lingo the dialect everything needs to come back into into touch again because i was away for so many years so of course, you know, you lose touch with anything uh, after that much amount of time. So, um, yeah, just in my opinion, it's just a matter of getting back into this world again, the familiar world that I was used to. And I, I'm sure things will turn out. So isn't it better than to have a base in Bombay, in Mumbai, yeah. and one in LA? I understand you live out of New York and Bangalore. Are those two your two hubs? Yeah, I grew up in Bangalore. I was born in California, but I, I moved to India when I was just a few months old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been here for, since, yeah, since I was 18. And now I just go back and forth. And uh, I haven't aggressively pursued an, a career in Bombay or in uh, the Hindi film industry yet. I am doing it now. You know, this type of career is wherever you get the opportunity you kind of move in that direction so uh, yes i do know i have to eventually go out to bombay of course now a lot of the auditions are happening through tapes and uh, you know virtual auditions so i haven't um, necessarily had to make that move yet but uh, i know eventually that's bound to happen and, uh, okay let's talk about your parts and the movies that you're in chick fight uh, also stars the incredible alec baldwin uh, the beautiful bella thorne and uh, melon ackerman so what do you play rohan in chick fight and uh, must have been amazing you know with a legend like alec on the set and you know bella how did you get along with the cast so just a bit about that particular motion picture definitely chick fight is this action comedy that's like a female cast and marlon who plays Anne Anna, she's basically her life is in a rut at the very beginning and she's you know her job isn't going well rent overdue she her best friend introduces her to this illegal fight club which she ultimately helps her to gain confidence and get her life back on track and uh, she essentially has she consults this trainer who happens to be Alec Baldwin I'm a college kid on spring break with a buddy of mine in Puerto Rico who happens to be at the same bar Alec Baldwin owns and uh, basically Marlon and Alec are having this discussion there about their future uh, of this fight club and I kind of am this character who creates conflict between them and um, yeah and then the rest is for the audience to see and I think it was great uh, to answer your question about working with Alex specifically it was a phenomenal experience because I we had this common ground where he also went to NYU and uh, we had mutual professors between us so it was I mean like any amateur actor like myself looking at someone who's uh, done this for years it's always more of like an observational learning and uh, is keeping you know the professionalism intact and making sure that I, I make the most of the opportunity and in any scenes with Bella or was it just Malin and uh, Alec so you didn't get to interact with her no yeah. Okay, and then let's move to Knuckle Dust. And uh, this again is a complete action buster. Yeah. I see that you're also in the trailer. So, yeah. you know, you obviously have a substantial a part, substantial enough to be in the trailer. So, hand hold me through that. 
What's that all about and what are your parties in that one? Again, another Knuckledust is called, it's called the Club Knuckledust Fight Club. We kind of open into this seven levels of hell uh, fight club where everyone happens to be dead and all these fighters and goons are all over the place, they're all murdered and there's just one man who's alive and um, basically the film is about whether he was the lone survivor or the mass murderer. And I play, I'm this playboy who provides fighters who kind of has this human trafficking business, a family business and uh, you know the wits get the better of me and um, I end up having major conflicts with the head of the club and uh, I think it's, uh, it was a fun part and um, I can't wait to, uh, it comes out on December 11th. So, Wonderful. Uh, and my oh my, Red 48 with the incredible, the absolutely iconic John Malkovich yeah. and Therese Gibson who was part of the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. So that seems to be a massive one and uh, tell me about that. I mean, do you have scenes with John Malkovich were you on set with Gibson? I wasn't set with them. I didn't happen to have a, a scene with John, uh, unfortunately. But I, again, that was interesting because that was shot during the pandemic. So we did have a lot of, um, you know, COVID tests like three times a week and it's like severe precautions. And um, yeah, so that film is, uh, it was predominantly shot in this one convenience store. Red 48 stands for Red Alert 48 Hours. We're basically, Tyrese Gibson is this former Marine who is also this child protective officer who's trying to protect this immigrant child who he and the child happened to get kind of uh, put as hostage in this convenience store by some uh, convicts and it's a story whether he saves the child or not yeah i think that comes out end of next year or maybe 2022 uh, and there's another one with sarah hay who's really in the news you know yeah. she's uh, really going great guns as far as her career is concerned it's called confession yeah. what can you tell us about that one so Confession is an, a mystery thriller, which uh, is an interesting uh, genre, at least uh, in my liking. And uh, Clark Bacco, who is this actress who plays this uh, lawyer, she works closely with Sarah Hay, who is convicted of uh, murder of three of her classmates. And um, yeah, we uh, it's a movie about whether she's committed those murders or not. And I play one of the lawyers who helps Clark uh, with the case with of Sarah Hay. So it was, a, it was an interesting change of character because it was like a playboy in knuckle dust, this college kid in chick fight and now this lawyer in confession. I believe you've also worked uh, behind the camera. You were associate director or assistant director on uh, a couple of films. You want yeah. to tell me how that happened? Did that happen straight out of college? Do you yeah. kind of want to get your, you know, because you were green behind the ears, trying to get, you know, just get an understanding of how the film business works yeah. in Hollywood. Why do you do that? I think there's a level of grind in terms of the audition process. You know, you get an agent and then you start the whole, every time you get an audition, you make sure you do your best and, and you kind of have that as kind of like the only opportunity in the ecosystem of the industry if you don't really do anything else apart from your part-time job which is something else so I felt like coming fresh out of college I didn't really feel like just the audition process was enough for me I wanted to just do anything and everything possible to get at least on a set or in a theater or do something of sorts so yeah I made sure I not only did my part-time job and auditions but also figure out ways to I didn't get an acting role let me see how I can do another role which is behind the camera and um, um, I was fortunate to start off like that as like an assistant on uh, three feature films that happened in 2019. And from there on, you know, I was keeping the end goal in mind of building relationships with the producers and the director and um, kind of building their trust and not just saying that, hey, I'm this, I'm this actor who's trying to be an assistant, but, uh, you know, trying to make them realize that I'm in this not only for that, I want to be part of this world. And um, 
So far, I think it's been good. It was a great experience. You know, I, I worked on a film with Kevin James, and it was a phenomenal experience to see him and Joel McHale. Just observing these actors and Killian Jacobs in I Used to Go Here, which is my first assistant film. And um, I think it's important to understand all aspects of you know whoever's on set because I think it just informs you as an actor, and then it all somehow materializes and keeps you relaxed, which is ultimately what. Every actor wants. So, what department were you in? Were you in, were you in continuity? Were you in costumes? I was in the AD department. Yeah, but I did fluctuate between uh, as an assistant. You know, you kind of do almost everything. So, I was part of wardrobe for one point of time. I was part of continuity for a few days, and then most of the time I was just on the assistant director department. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your your days as a student. I believe you you went to New York University. You also trained at the Lee Strasberg uh, Institute, and subsequently. Consequently, you went for a Stanislavski and Brecht program in Berlin, mm-hmm. in Germany. Now, isn't Strasbourg and Stanislavski more or less the same method, which is method acting? It's a continuation, I would say, because obviously Lee Strasbourg was on a different point of time. Uh, I think he uh, kind of continued what Stanislavski put forth in the drama scene. I think. In terms of the two programs, the Berlin program was very different because we did a whole different technique, which is in acting terms, it's just like an outside-in technique. Whereas in Lee Strasberg, it's like kind of inside-out. Not to go too much in depth in that, but it was definitely a complete opposite in what I learned at Lee Strasberg in Berlin, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. And uh, I was there for one semester, and it was it was a phenomenal experience because it was watch not from watching theater in. German, actually learning the language and also the technique that we learned. So, uh, and at least Strasbourg, I was the NYU process is such where you once you get in, they place you in a studio what they think you best fit. At least Strasbourg was the one I ended up in. So, do you have a an accomplished agent? I mean, somebody who's handled a lot of uh, actors like yourself or more famous ones, or do well, you have a plethora of agents? How does it work? Right now, I would say maybe I would have to look one in. India, but over there, you know, like coming out of college, I wouldn't say you necessarily uh, need to be at like the CAA, WME uh, level because it doesn't make sense. Even if you ever get the opportunity, because you, you know, you're out of place in terms of the clients they have. I do have an agent in New York, based in New York City. I'm looking for one that uh, is gradually a bi-coastal agent, maybe LA, New York, so that I can start going out there as well. I think you know, like agencies, in my opinion, at the end of the day. They are great, like in terms of maybe having a big agent. You know, maybe you can get in the door uh, more often than others. But uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's what you bring to the table. You know, each audition you do, each role you take on, it's it's all on you, regardless. And if you prove yourself and you, I guess, give it your best, I think it'll translate. And the big agents, the bigger directors will come to you. And um, it's obviously easier said than done. But I think uh, so far I've been going with that philosophy, and I am not too worried about. Uh, uh, getting a big agent, you know, I know all those things will come at one point. So uh, yeah, super stuff, Ron. Thanks very much. Wonderful chatting with you. All the best, mate. Can't wait to see uh, both Red Forty Eight as well as Confession when they eventually release. And uh, of course, like you said, Knuckle Dust and Chick Fight are out. So for everybody who's watching or listening, uh, go ahead and check out Ron Gurbaksani. Cheers. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you for having me.